Matthew 11, 28 through 30 is the text for the message today. I was so happy to see all these children come forward and to hear that text read to the children. You'll hear it again now. Come to me, all who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Judy and I went to visit a friend about a week ago. Our friend has dementia. You've heard the disease Alzheimer's. My son, for a long time, our young, when he was young, thought it was called old-timers disease. And it does tend to hit us old-timers uh, more than others, although it can hit anyone. Alzheimer's takes away your memory. Even forget how to eat, drink. I mean, it's a pretty tough disease. This friend of ours has forgotten us. You know, he didn't recognize us when we came to visit, though he's kind of calm. He's confused oftentimes, uh, but he's calm, and for that we're grateful. The person who we feel for the most is his wife because she's his caregiver. She has to show him how to use his fork. She has to remind him of uh, how to put on his coat. She cares for him, and she is exhausted. And I long for her to hear these words of Jesus. Come to me, and I will give you rest. I know a little six-year-old boy who's just started a new school. It's Spanish Immersion School. And he's overwhelmed. And every morning when he goes to school, he weeps all the way. I long for him to hear and feel these words of Jesus. Come to me and I will give you rest. I know a CEO. You know what that means, CEO? You ever heard that, those letters put together? Chief Executive Officer. It's like being uh, a boss. It's like being a president. I know a CEO who gets up at three in the morning because his work is just too much. And I long for him to hear these words. Come, Jesus said, come to me and I will give you rest. As a pastor, many, many times, and I'm sure Pastor Eric can say the same thing, I've been in a waiting room where someone is uh, holding vigil for a loved one undergoing serious surgery. And they're burdened down, they're worn down by their grief and anxiety. And I long to say to them, I long for them to hear Jesus say to them, come to me and I will give you rest. Now this morning I'm wondering if some of you need to hear those words. That's why I'm preaching on it. I suspect you do. Come to me, and I will give you rest. You may notice I have a notebook up here. You know, Pastor Eric, it used to be that I preached without notes almost all my life. As I have gotten to this point in my life where I don't even know how many sermons I've preached, I've learned I better keep my notes else. I'll go on and on and on. So you should be grateful that I have my notebook here. 
it'll keep me online. I'm going to preach about 30 minutes. Some of you have watches, time me, see if that happens. All of us, I believe, have heard these words of Jesus. We have heard the words, but we may not be able to answer that question. How does that happen? Jesus says, come to me, but, but how? You know, that's an important word, H-O-W. How does it happen that we can come to Jesus, that we can take his yoke upon us, that we can learn from him? How? How does that happen? There are many examples in the Bible of how you come to Jesus. We start with Adam and Eve. Uh, they came because God called them and he went and found them. They were hiding from him with good reason. Noah came to God. Abraham came to God. Can you think of some others? Isaac and Rebekah or Jacob. In the New Testament, people came to God. Matthew, the tax collector, just got up from where he was managing his tax table and followed Jesus. He came to him. Or um, Zacchaeus, where was Zacchaeus when he came to Jesus? Do you remember? I'm looking at these young people. I'm, I'm sure they know, right? Where was he? He was in a tree. Yeah, sycamore tree. And uh, we used to sing a song when I was a kid. Uh, but I can't, don't worry, I won't even try to sing it. But Jesus bid Zacchaeus to come down from the tree. I'm coming to your house today. So lots of examples. Paul the Apostle is probably one of the most dramatic examples of coming to Jesus. I want to share my story with you because that's the one I know best. I know it from the inside out. I was a preschooler. I lived in Kentucky. Ever heard of Kentucky? That's where hillbillies are from. I'm, I'm, <laughs> if you ever read Hillbilly Elegy, that's me. I lived in the Ohio Valley. And when you have thunderstorms in the Ohio Valley, it can literally shake you out of your bed. My parents and I, I was the firstborn, my parents and I lived in a little um, efficiency apartment, just one room. Our bathroom was outside. And uh, one of those thunderstorms hit, and it frightened me. I was weeping. I couldn't sleep. It was so scary. It's like four or five, five probably. My mother said to me, William Howard, it's okay. God made the thunder, and God loves you. Now, as an adult, I learned that you know, thunder, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods, there are a lot of things that can go wrong and can hurt you. But as a child, I got that message. God loves you. God loves you. And it's okay. Later on, I went to church. I'm so happy to see so many young people here, young adults. You, you all look young to me, you know, young adults and children and youth. So good to see the church filled that way. When I was a young person, I remember going to church, and you know, it was back when everybody dressed up for church. I see, I still do it. I can't get out of the habit. I, uh, I remember going to Sunday school, and the floors were just waxed, and just it, it was all wood, of course, hardwood. The windows were all poli—not uh, polished, but cleaned—and the sun would come through the windows and bounce off those hardwood floors, and. 
illuminate the little uh, pastel dresses that the girls wore and the boys were all scrubbed and I just felt good to be in church and hear those words. Did you ever learn these words? Jesus loves me. This I know. For the Bible tells me so. When Carl Bart, Pastor Eric will know this name, when Carl Bart was asked to summarize his theology, which is like, I don't know, how many volumes? It's, it'll fill a bookshelf. He said, The summary of my my theology, I've spent my life writing, is Jesus loves me, this I know, for the Bible tells me so. I learned that when I was a child. Later on, I was called to ministry, and I came to Jesus, and I still come to Jesus throughout my life. It is a work of the Holy Spirit, and I love what it says in this text, verse 25. Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. And when he uses little children, he means little children. Jesus said, let the children come to me. But he also means all of you adults here. Because we are the children of God. Humble and willing to come. And we're the ones that Jesus calls. Well, it's not your wisdom, it is the Spirit of God that calls you to Jesus. And you hear the gospel, you know what the gospel means? Can any of you tell me the gospel? I, I would let you come up and preach it if you wanted to. This is something everyone here, I hope, will learn to do. The gospel is good news. God was in Christ. Jesus lived the perfect life for us. Jesus died for us. Jesus was raised from the dead and Jesus will return to make all things right. That is the good news. And, and when you hear that and the Spirit touches you, you know that that Jesus is calling you. He's saying, come, come. You come to Jesus by the work of the Spirit through the gospel. And then Jesus said, take the yoke. Take my yoke upon you. That's Matthew 28, 29. Come to me, all who labor and heavy laden. I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Now, when I think of yoke, you know what I think of first? Egg yoke. I'm not much of a cook. I, uh, I was going to separate some eggs. I was trying to do a recipe, and I was going to separate eggs. You know how to separate egg? Any of you, you do? Well, I, I didn't. Nobody told me. Judy wasn't at home, so I figured it out on my own. I boiled the eggs, and then I separated the yolk from the white. That's supposed to get a laugh. I see there, there's some other people here who don't know how to cook either, right? That's not the way you separate an egg. That's what I thought yolk meant. Actually, yolk is a big wooden collar that you put on animals, and you yoke them, you put them together, two oxen, so that they can plow together and pull a plow over a field. And in the first century, that's the way rabbis talked about becoming a student of the rabbi. Let me yoke myself to you. Come to me. Wear my yoke. 
walk with me and learn from me. So Jesus is telling us to put on the yoke. And the clearest way to describe being yoked to Jesus is baptism. Are you baptized? What a great gift baptism is. If you believe in Jesus, if you've been touched by the Spirit, you want to get baptized. Baptism is a symbol. It's, it doesn't, it's just water out of the tap, so it's not magic. But it is a powerful symbol. You know, symbol. Not just symbol, but symbol. Your whole body gets involved from the top of your head to the sole of your feet. You are saying to the world, I am yoked with Jesus. And then we come together as believers to take the Lord's Supper. Another powerful symbol. Because you take that bread, you drink that wine, and it goes inside of you. And so not only from the outside top of your head to the bottom of your feet, but even your insides as that bread and wine flow through your body, from the inside you are saying, I am yoked to Jesus. Yoked to Jesus. And then Jesus said, you come, by the, you come by the power of the Spirit, you come by being yoked to Jesus through baptism and the Lord's Supper, which brings us to this third invitation. Jesus said, learn of me. That is, become a disciple of Jesus. And here's how you become a disciple. There are five steps to discipleship. Is anybody taking notes? I hope you are. You can write these down. All right, here we go. If I can remember them. I've got my notes. But to be a disciple, a learner of Jesus, here's what you do. You pray. You study the Bible. You come to worship. You serve and you give. And I mean give money. Because that's so important to us. You pray, you study, you worship, you serve, you give. That's how you come to Jesus. Okay. Um, that's my sermon. How many, how'd I do? How many minutes was that? Who was timing me? Did okay? Yeah. Have you ever seen that television commercial? Uh, maybe they're doing a salad chopper. Yeah, seen those? Only 1995. Someone said the best things in life are free, the worst things are 1995. <laughs> salad chopper, 1995. And then you're kind of like, yeah, maybe I should do that. It looks really good. I want to chop my salad. And then they get you because you know what they say? There's more. Wait, there's more. You can have two salad choppers. Just for the cost of shipping. Well, guess what? I finished my sermon already. Come to Jesus if you want to rest. You know what that means. Come by the power of the Spirit because the gospel has touched you. Be yoked to Jesus. That's baptism and Lord's Supper. And learn of Jesus. That's the five disciplines of the spiritual life. But wait, there's more. <laughs> I'm not done. All right. I've got more sermon. I have a friend who goes to church about my age, sings in the choir, she's nice to people, she goes to Sunday school, she takes her turn at the homeless meals, then she comes home and says, it all makes me tired. Is that you? You ever get tired at church? 
tired of church. Sometimes past, not your pastor, but sometimes pastors get tired of church. Jesus calls, come unto me. But my three-point sermon, that was three-point sermon, it doesn't help. I can imagine my friend, if I gave her that three-point sermon, she's a bit cynical. I can hear her say, really? Is that the best you've got? Really? Maybe you're feeling that way. If that's all you got, I've heard it before. I've got more. I've got more, but I want you to be careful. I have some place I want to take you this morning. But you may not want to go there. I used to be a pastor in San Francisco. One of succession of pastors was a man in the church named Ted Brown. And every new pastor he'd come to visit. Watch out for this. He would come to visit and he would say, hey, pastor, I want to take you out for coffee and donuts. Well, what, how nice, you know? And so you get in his car and he'd drive off and guess where he took you? The blood bank. The blood bank. Because if you give blood, you get coffee and donuts. That rascal, Ted Brown. I've got some place I want to take you this morning, but be careful. Be careful. If you have been touched by the Spirit and if you have put on the yoke of baptism and Lord's Supper, if you've continued to learn and grow and you're still tired, there's one thing you lack. Remember the rich young ruler? Boy, be careful. Be careful. Come to Jesus and say, how do I... Get the kingdom. How do I find this rest, this refreshment, this salvation you talk about? How do I get that? Be careful. Remember what Jesus said to the rich run young ruler? You young people remember that story? He said, oh, it's easy. Oh, not easy. It's simple. Sell everything you have. Give it to the poor and follow me. Whoa, that's worse than going to the blood bank. And don't worry, I'm not going to challenge you to do that today. That's above my pay grade. I'll wait and let the pastor challenge you to do that. But I would like to take you, so to speak, for coffee and donuts. And so I want to go back to this verse. Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you have hidden these things from the wise and understanding and revealed them to little children. If you're tired, this verse may help you. There's a little boy I heard about. He was scared to go to sleep. He was, he was he, you know, he moved out of the sleeping in his parents' bedroom. He had his own bedroom. And he was scared. And his mother came and tried to calm him down. She said, honey, just remember, Jesus is with you. The little boy said, I know, but I want somebody with skin on them. Look at verse 25. What is that telling us? 
Where's the skin of Jesus today? Where is the skin of Jesus? If you want to come to Jesus, if you want to come to Jesus and, and be hugged by him, be slapped on the back by him, be kissed on the cheek by him, shake hands with him, where do you go? Where is that skin? Do you know? Here it is. You are the body of Christ. This is where Jesus is. In the flesh. We are the ongoing incarnation of God. And just look around. We are weak. We are weak. And yet Jesus chooses isn't this wonderful? Father, I, I rejoice that you don't give it to all those seminary presidents or PhDs in New Testament and Revelation. It's not those people that have the knowledge. Where is it? Right out here. You are the body of Christ. You are the skin of Jesus. If you're tired, beware. You may be tired of God because he's right here with you. Look at the person on the left. Look at the person on the right. Look at the person that's not your idea of cool. Do you use that word anymore, young people? Cool. I don't know what the right word is now, but maybe you know what I mean. Listen to that person who talks too much. Go sit down by that sultry teenager who won't look at you. Go sit down by that sultry old man who won't talk to you. That little gray-haired lady that looks like just like every other little gray-haired lady you've ever seen. Go ask her her story. Oh, you may be surprised. This little gray-haired lady went to the villages of India all by herself. <laughs> where you were warned not to go because it was too dangerous. She'd never preached a sermon in her life. But she went from village to village preaching the gospel. And some of the people there said, she's an angel. I wasn't there. I could have told, her, told them, she's no angel. <laughs> but she is the skin. She is the body of Christ. And so are you. Listen to the people around you. They are God's presence right here in this room, in this community. Love the church. Love the church and you love God. Come to the people with expectation and joy. And you will come into the presence of Jesus. And oh, you will find rest for your soul. Well, I went off script. I don't even know where I am anymore. But you know what? I think I've given you all I have. But it's enough. Isn't it? Can I get an amen from somebody here? Amen. It's enough. Jesus is here. And he calls you 
to rest. Thanks be to God. Come, Lord Jesus. Come even now. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, we come at your call. We are eager to bear the yoke and learn. Give us rest, we pray. Amen. Let's stand and sing Blessed Assurance, great hymn. Thank you.